Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everyone? Rick Uccino, SP3 here for you on the Believe Podcast Network. It is finally here. My man, Sid Polo III, Rick Uccino. We are going to be bringing you wall-to-wall professional wrestling coverage here on the appropriately named Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm so damn excited. We are ready to get this bad boy launched for you. Starting this coming Saturday, big day, WWE Day 1. We are going to be recording our big recap show, and it is going to be dropping on day two. Day two of the year in 2022, Sunday morning, recapping everything that we see. Could see some big title changes ahead. Are all the matches actually going to happen, SP3? We don't know. Fingers crossed. WWE may have gotten a bailout from the CDC, though. We'll talk about that here as we kind of give you just a little taste of what this show is going to be about. But my guy, SP3, joining me. Thank you for coming along with me on this venture. Introduce yourself to the fine folks. I am glad to be here. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. Back again alongside my main man, the person that I enjoy arguing the most with (laughs) with about professional wrestling, Rick Uccino. And we are here to give you the landscape of professional wrestling. Whatever's going on, we're going to be talking about it. If it's a huge show, if it's a big story, if someone might not be on the day one show, we will be talking about it on Believe in Pro Wrestling. So come enjoy some great wrestling opinions. Come enjoy the talk, the chatter, the arguments, and everything in between that you will come accustomed to right here. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is what everybody wanted for Christmas, right? Another wrestling podcast. This is exactly what everybody wanted. So we hope to give you guys something a little bit different. Uh, if you followed uh, Sid and myself on Twitter before, uh, you know we love to argue. Uh, it's out of love. It's all respect. It's all out of love. We 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 hug and and hand well virtual hug and high five and everything because he's in New York, I'm in Cincinnati. You know, we've never actually physically met. That will change come Royal Rumble time uh, when we're hopefully both in St. Louis. But uh, you know. We hope to give you guys something a little bit different. We're going to be breaking down almost daily. Pretty much the schedule is going to shake out. If there was a WWE or AEW show the night before, we'll be on the next morning talking about it. Sid's also going to get uh, Impact covered for you and New Japan covered for you because it's not going to just be us flapping our gums. We're going to bring you as many uh, exclusive interviews with WWE, AEW, Impact stars as we can. Maybe a few uh, special features. Got some some irons in the fire there that I'm working on as well. We're, we're, this is going to hopefully be a non-stop shop for professional wrestling coverage here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Going to give you a little bit of taste uh, of, uh, of, of what you can expect, right? So we're going to break down the big stories each, each day. Call it the five count, the five biggest stories. And the big one this week, you can't escape it, SP3. You, anywhere you go, it's what everybody's talking about. This isn't exactly the sexiest thing that I'd want to pull up for a tease here, but everybody's talking about COVID, COVID testing, and we're in the midst right now where we have several superstars who we don't know if they're going to be on day one 
this Saturday because they either tested positive or they were exposed to it. So many big stars were not on Raw this week. Seth Rollins, Big E, Bobby Lashley. Oh, they're only three out of four of the people competing for the WWE Championship this week. Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah, they're your that's your Raw women's title match. They weren't on the show this week. They didn't even do at-home, like, promos. They didn't even do the cell phone promos. Seth Rollins did confirm that he's positive. He was doing a promo. He seemed to be good, so hopefully... Uh, everything will shake out. CDC gave WWE some some help this week by saying the exposure time has been dropped from 10 days to five. So that's huge for people who are hoping that these guys are going to be at the show on day one. So that might open up the window there. But the big news was broken by Fightful Select this week that WWE, amid all the, the positive tests, actually are, are pulling back. They're no longer requiring the twice-weekly uh, COVID testing that was mandatory uh, around television tapings um Fightful select our good friend sean rossap reporting that many uh, main roster stars uh, not sitting well with them obviously you got guys like roman reigns who are immunocompromised uh your take on wwe no longer requiring covid testing sp3 i mean they 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 wanted to go in to 2022 making me laugh at the ridiculousness of the WWE the same way I've been laughing throughout 2021. Because at a time when all these superstars are off of your television because they've either been in contact with or tested positive for COVID-19, you decide we're going to stop testing. And my thinking, because you know, uh, if you follow me on social media, if you see me on True Hill Heat, see me on Wrestling Daily, see me on Sports Keto Wrestling, you know that I put my Vince hat on when it comes to how WWE thinks. And I get the thinking. If you don't test, people don't come back positive. Therefore, you don't have to make changes to Raw. You don't have to make changes to Day 1. But I would like to go back to people who, you know, defend WWE and, you know, my, my partner here, he does it so well himself. <laughs> but I will mention how so many people were like, WWE, you know, they, they, they checked into everything that happened during the Speaking Out movement. They did their investigation of Velveteen Dream. They did their investigation of Riddle. But what does it say to those people that were questioning if they did that people tested positive for COVID-19, so you decided not to test for COVID-19. So what makes me not believe that people were doing bad stuff to people, and that's why they got allegations against them during speaking out, and you just decided to stop looking because it didn't fit fit what you wanted to do business-wise to keep looking into it. That's how I get the connection. It's just... This type of ridiculousness makes you think about all the things that they have put out there and said, we did this, we did that. But when they don't test, when they don't test their superstars, when so many are coming back and catching the virus at this point, it's very alarming for a lot of people that are involved in the company or have people that are in the company as someone that is like that. It's very alarming that they are not doing this right now. And thankfully that's just on the superstar side. As far as my concern. Yeah. Let, okay. Let me go ahead and play the, the devil's advocate here. I'm not good. I'm not defending WWE at all, especially with anything that you just mentioned there. Can't do it. Won't do it. Won't even try. Um, 
But what I will say is it's very easy to look at this decision in a, in a bubble and go, okay, this sounds bad. This is exactly what you're talking about with Vince. Well, if we don't test, we don't have any positives, we're okay. What I'm going to say is, to me, this is nowhere near the worst thing that they can do because not everyone needs to be tested, especially when we're in the midst of a testing shortage across the country right now. I understand, one, that this is this is not the flu, right? Like, But we don't test people for the flu when they when they are not showing symptoms. And that is the main people who need to be tested right now. If you're showing COVID symptoms, yeah, get tested if you're positive. Boom, you're out for five days. And yeah, test anybody who was in close contact with them. That's what responsible organizations, businesses are doing across the country. The NFL doesn't test every player every week. It's random testing. And, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts, boom, their starting quarterback just got hit. He's out for five days now. It was a random test. He was asymptomatic. Um, the only people who need to be tested regularly are those who are unvaccinated, Big time. Sorry, you don't want to get the shot. You're going to get the nose swab twice a week. That would be my rule. Uh, those who have symptoms and those who are uh, or have compromised, immu compromised immune systems. I mentioned Roman Reigns. Bottom line is, if you're vaxxed, boosted, and feeling healthy, you're fine. And in a bubble, not testing, eh, okay, it's not the worst thing that the company could do. But what they should be doing, if they're not going to mandate testing, they should be mandating vaccines. They should be mandating mask wearing. They should be mandating testing if you're not getting vaccinated or boosted. And two, they need to start cracking down on the crowds as well. They, I would, I know they're having some hard time like filling the, the some of the the live shows. Madison Square Garden, so we know how difficult it was for them to fill that live show the other day. They had to fly Edge in on a last minute there. That was a whole a whole debacle there. But you need to start masking the crowds and requiring vaccinations for them to come into the show. Because I'm sorry, because you do have people that you have to protect. You, The fans, yes, but the people in your business, especially your top star, Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns, in the middle of a damn street fight, when he goes out into the crowd, could put a mask on, <laughs> the audience can. You can. People can wear these damn things for the betterment of the people around them. So not testing? Okay, fine but you got to do the other things too to protect your talent and staff. So what I will say is not testing, not the worst thing that they can do. I, I think, yeah, it needs to be one thing or another. The worry part is that you can get your, your two shots, you can get your booster and still get the virus and Correct. you won't know it and you will pass it to someone else who doesn't have the virus. All it, it's like it's like the telephone. It, it, the message will be passed on, but we don't know how it's gonna it's gonna get what's gonna be the consequences or what message is going to be passed on at the end of the day. So they have to do one or the other, in my opinion. Which is why. You got to mandate vaccines because especially what we're seeing with the new Omicron variant is, yes, it's more contagious. But if you're vaxxed, if you're boosted, the symptoms, not nearly as severe, not even yeah. close. And it keeps you out of the hospital. And that's the most important thing. But talking about the, the filling of, of seats, yeah, I don't, I don't know if WWE is going to go that route as far as uh, cracking down on the fans. I understand what you're thinking, and I definitely agree with what you're saying. But as far as, like I said, I put on my Vince hat, and I think the way WWE does for a pay-per-view, a pay-per-view that they have pushed for the past five weeks in Atlanta, Georgia, on a Saturday, New Year's Day, 
they have sent out applications to be seat fillers for day one. Seat fillers. My friend, who has no intention of going to day one in Atlanta, Georgia, filled it out just to see if he could get in, if he could get the seat filler. That's They are in a very drastic business situation when it comes to ticket selling like people that are of the pro wwe fact want to just you know all oh, ticket sales are not that important it's not that important to wwe the only reason they say that is because currently right now aew is beating wwe when it comes to ticket sales with the amount they put out they get more sold in percentage than wwe right now that is one fact that AEW is beating WWE in, so it's not the time to do a crackdown on the fans, no matter how safe you want your performance to be. It's not the time business-wise for WWE. Half-full stadiums is better than going back to the Thunderdome, and that is... They won't do half-full stadiums. They just... I am letting you know how WWE thinks business-wise. No, but what I'm saying... If they're going to be in the stadium, they want it. They want the pretty picture of everybody being full. You're 100% right. Half-full stadium is better than none at all, but the way WWE thinks, it's either all or bust. Well, and they're going to end up busting because I'm telling you at this point, after WrestleMania, the way cases are going now, they're going to end up right back in the Thunderdome. And to your point, by the way, WWE, yes, AEW, they're doing fantastic selling tickets. And and that's because, you know, they're putting out a, a product that the crowd, that the audience is really into and they and they're dying to go and see AEW shows. So good on them. But they are not WWE is far from the only one that's struggling to sell right now or at least fill seats because of the emergence of cases. We're seeing NFL stadiums, NFL teams that are having problems selling tickets right now. And that's that's the freaking NFL. That's a juggernaut. All right. I was at I covered Cincinnati Bengals for Sirius XM. Granted, Cincinnati's always had an issue kind of selling tickets because the team's always been ass. But this past weekend, biggest game and in, in God knows how long against the Baltimore Ravens shot at the division on the line here. They still had 3,000 empty seats in that stadium, so they couldn't even sell out that game. We'll see if they sell out this Sunday against Kansas City, which is now the biggest game in six years uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, real quick, because uh, we're already three uh, three times as long as I wanted to go with this bad boy. Uh, one more quick one. Your thoughts, because I know you are the biggest hooker on the planet. Your thoughts on your boy Hook no-selling a Rikishi driver on Rampage this past weekend. Number one hooker out on these streets. I am the number one hooker on wrestling media, period. I ride with Hook more than anyone. I celebrated Mary Hookmas by telling my wife to try to go on AEW.com and get a Hook shirt. But it's all sold out because this man is amazing. And he caught he caught the, the eyes of the wrestling world once again by no-selling a Rikishi driver. No-selling is all right. And it's in his blood. It's in his genes to no-sell power drivers. It's circulated throughout social media. But Taz used to do this on a regular basis. And it's not like he no-sold a Rikishi driver from Rikishi. It's not like he no-sold a Rikishi driver from a Samoan. He no-sold it to Bear Bronson. If there was anyone that cared about Bear Bronson or cared about his offense or thought that that signature move should never be known so the way it is. Yeah, okay. I got a bridge in Brooklyn. I would love to sell you if you believe that crap. The only reason people are getting so upset is because it got him over. It got people talking. That's why people are upset. Because they, they weren't keeping the same energy at WrestleMania 23 when John Cena no-sold his knee injury after Shawn Michaels worked over that shit for like 30 minutes. 
No one said a goddamn word. I don't even know if I'm supposed to curse on this show. But you know. that's how I feel <laughs> when people talk See, about Damn it, SP3. Now I got to put the explicit language logo up on this bad boy. Son of a bleep. Just go, just go. It's around the 15 minute mark. Just put the bleep real quick. It, it makes me sound better. But uh. yes, <laughs> no one cared about Bear Bronson before Hook no sold the Rikishi driver. No one cares now. All they care is that Hook got more over because of it. When I was, I'll say this much because I love the spot. The crowd ate it up. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Uh, no one is going to care about Bear Bronson now because. Hook made him look no, like that. No, no, get out of here. Get, no one was ever going to care about Brad Bronson. No well, one. they aren't now. He's they dead never, in the water. They never were. They never were he, his career's over. Oh, uh, no, but look, like when I was when I went through pro wrestling training, the number one rule I was taught was make it believable. And I don't care if it's Bear Bronson. I don't care if it's Bear Bryant. I don't care if it's an actual freaking grizzly bear. If somebody drops you on your damn head, it's going to hurt. And you should sell it at least a little bit. So it going he hard. Back, going back to my, my, my training. Yeah, he kind of shrugged it off a little bit and then stood right back up. But I would have sold it just a little bit longer because you did get dropped on your head. And I'm nitpicking here. I like to nitpick. Again, I like the spot. I'm not going to go cuckoo like a lot of people did over on the internet on this. You know, the WWE pro crowd who wants to crap on everything that AEW does, even though they do, for the most part, have a better product right now. Sorry to say, guys. Uh, but the, the purest in me going back to the number one rule in wrestling is make it believe. When I see a guy get dropped on his head and he immediately stands back up, I get taken out of that. And that's just going back to my pro wrestling training. And that's that's it. That's just that's just me nitpicking here. It's not the end of the world. It's not the biggest thing. It made Hook look like a badass, and the crowd loved it. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. So I wanted to do five minutes here. We ended up doing 18. Uh, so that just goes to show you, me and SP3, we ain't got no problem filling that time. Again, we will be back this Sunday morning. That's when the first official episode is going to drop our big day one recap Hopefully all the matches go down the way that they're supposed to. If they don't go down, well, we'll be right there to talk about what the hell WWE was able to do last minute to make this show work. Day one for WWE, day one for us here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel, which can be heard everywhere podcasts are available. Spotify, Apple, iHeart, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we are there under the Believe logo. And also you can find us the video form on the Believe podcast channel on YouTube. We appreciate you guys. Follow us on the Twitter machine, at Rick Uccino, if you're listening to the podcast, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. And follow this man at True Heel SP3. And that is without an E. That's T-R-U. Yeah, for people who are visual. True Heel Heat. No, no E in the true. All right. We appreciate you guys. Believe in us. Believe in pro wrestling, and thank you to everybody at Believe for believing in us. I never want to say the word believe again, but I'm going to have to say it a lot. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you this weekend. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.